Running a small business isn't easy, especially right now. Between the hectic schedules and steady flow of decisions to make, you may find your personal life suffers. And when you layer in the complexities of COVID-19, and many business owners are being spread too thin. This is Jim Duffy. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. As business owners and managers of people, we appreciate all you're doing to help keep your employees, your customers, and your family safe. Today, we have a panel of experts joining us to talk about how small business owners can find a balance between their business and their personal lives, even during a pandemic. Sharon Miller is the head of small business at Bank of America, and she's a member of the company's management operating committee. She's a recipient of American Bankers' Most Powerful Women to Watch in Banking, and she's also a member of the Bank of America Global Diversity and Inclusion Council. Corinne Hodges is CEO of the Association of Women's Business Centers, which is headquartered in Washington, D.C. AWBC represents the national network of 117 women's business centers whose focus is to support women seeking to start or grow their business through training, counseling, and mentoring. And Amy Freshman works as an HR director here at ADP. She leads our Flexible Work Arrangements Program and was named a top 50 remote work expert to follow in 2019. Sharon, Corinne, and Amy, thanks very much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Jim. Looking forward to the conversation. Sharon, let's start with you, if I may. I know Bank of America publishes research about small business owners in general, as well as women entrepreneurs in particular. Uh, what does your research say about the importance of work-life balance? Well, Jim, in our most recent Spotlight report, we found that women business owners believe that achieving a work-life balance will be impactful in helping women run businesses over the next five years. You know, when you run a small business, it can feel like a 24-7 day job all around the clock. And for many, you're not just the CEO, but you're the CFO, you're head of HR, head of marketing, and everything in between. And when business owners are juggling all of this, they can feel overwhelmed and the responsibilities of the day-to-day, -day, it's just, you know, work and then you come home and you've got all of that as well. And so with the environment we're living in today, many of us are working at our home and then, you know, we have our family at home. So it's important to find balance and make sure that you're carving out some dedicated time to fully unplug and walk away from your desk. Absolutely. And to complicate things, the pandemic has disproportionately burdened women. Corinne, if I may ask you, uh, what are some of the secondary impacts of the pandemic encountered by women? The economic downturn of the pandemic has led women to experience a greater burden of domestic and care work, higher rates of job loss, and reduced financial independence in future prospects. So today's recession is unique from the last recession, which resulted in higher unemployment among men in the U.S. Now we're seeing higher unemployment among women. Women have been significantly affected both on the work and home front. They make up 85% of all nurses, 75% of primary caregivers, and 62% of low and minimum wage workers. They're also traditionally more likely to occupy service jobs, many of which have been impacted, especially the past few months. The unique circumstances surrounding our current economic climate has hit women particularly hard. How are women adapting? When the market didn't cut their income, women have been forced to cut back their own working hours or start earlier in the morning and wrap up late into the night in order to support distance learning 
or child care in the home. However, the number of remote or virtual job opportunities continues to grow. This isn't unique to the pandemic. There's been a 44% growth in remote work over the last five years. 85% of employers confirm that productivity has actually increased in their company because of greater flexibility and increased morale. The pandemic has catalyzed the movement toward online platforms and expanded virtual capabilities for businesses. Many women have adapted quickly to the pandemic by starting virtual companies or pivoting to expand their businesses beyond brick-and-mortar locations. Now may be time to start a business, home-based or otherwise. Past economic downturns produced some high-profile companies, Airbnb, Disney, Slack, Uber, Venmo, that's just to name a few. It's really about identifying a need in the market, being able to serve the need, and getting the funding and the human capital to deliver on it. So what's the best way to support and empower small business owners right now? Well, I certainly understand shopping out of convenience and necessity, but it's also important to spend our dollars with women-owned businesses. Purchasing with intention from these small businesses can help them weather these tough economic times. I think there's also more to be done to prioritize women of color. We should take this time to reflect on the past and support women entrepreneurs of every background. Thanks, Corinne. So we know achieving work-life balance is key to helping women in business. Sharon, how do we maintain work-life balance in these highly unusual times? Well, the pandemic has completely flipped traditional work-life balance on its head. So for those business owners who are working from home, their living room may now serve as their office, their gym, and the place they hope to relax at the end of the day. And, you know, those of us that have children, their living room also may now be functioning as a classroom or daycare center. So these business owners who run essential businesses or have reopened businesses in recent months, they may be operating under a new schedule or in a redesigned space to meet the sanitation and social distancing requirements. So all of that has come into play with this new normal that we're operating in. And business owners already work long hours before coronavirus, and they may find it harder even now to take a night off or fully unplug over the weekend, which makes achieving work-life balance even more paramount. Many of these business owners we work with have expressed feeling completely burnt out. It's very important to take regularly scheduled breaks, whether you just go for a walk or take a time to eat or just cook, but get away from your desk and find other ways to relax. Do you have any tips for maintaining work-life balance for working moms or entrepreneurs in general? I'm curious, how do you personally manage it in your own life? Well, I mean, I think about my living room has turned into a classroom. I have two children, 11 and 14, and they are still going to school uh, through virtual learning. And so, you know, that is something that, you know, I'm working remotely from home. I am, uh, you know, a mom to two kids and, you know, the business doesn't stop. So I think it's just important that we have to be very, very mindful to take a break, you know, take a walk, get away from your desk, because the more we can do to really, you know, center ourselves during this time, the better we can be for everyone else. And I think that goes for whether you work in corporate America, you have your own small business, we need to just make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we have ways to give back to others. Thank you, Sharon. Now, Amy, what tips do you have for maintaining work-life balance? I'm curious, how do you personally manage it in your own life? 
Jim, this is a very popular question. I appreciate uh, Sharon and Corinne's comments earlier as well. Here's, here's my answer to that. I, I think first and foremost, the conversation really needs to shift away from using the word balance. Um, and here's why. So balance insinuates, at least for me and I think many others, it's a strive for equals. So I almost picture a seesaw. So it goes up on one side, but in order for it to go up on one side, that means it must go down on the other side and vice versa. So if you Google work-life balance, this is often the visual you'll see. So some are now calling it and have been actually for, for some time work-life integration. And the latest discussions on this topic are really just calling it life, right? It's everything we're trying to manage all day, every day, home, work. I, too, and, and, uh, have school-aged children uh, running a household, community, health, wellness, and so on. So to answer your second question, for me, my number one tip that I do try to practice daily, although admittedly not perfect by any stretch, but works when I do it is to be present. So I will share with all of you, and I think my colleagues on this call would agree, the guilt is real. When I'm working, I feel like I should be checking on my kids' schoolwork, and I'm worried about what I'm going to cook for dinner later. If I'm sitting down to eat dinner with my family, in the back of my head, I'm thinking about a presentation or a project that I'm working on, etc. We can't help but multitask in our heads, uh, let alone with our actions. So I would just say, try to allow yourself to be present. You'll feel more fulfilled in the moment and really focusing in on the activity that you're engaged in and then move on. Now is certainly a challenging time with kids attending school virtually or through hybrid or other models. What can small business owners do to manage and deal with the day-to-day -day stresses and struggles relating to having school-aged children to care for as well as running a business? Yeah, Jim, we're definitely in the throes of this challenge as we speak. Um, I'm constantly in contact, obviously, with local friends, community members, uh, family, colleagues. We're really all working to try to figure this thing out and as we're embarking in it all at the same time. First, I would say we just need to accept that we don't have all the answers. We're really navigating and learning as we go. No one, at least no one that I know, has this down pat. So my best advice is first and foremost to seek help ask friends, find out what other people are doing, neighbors, family, community members. Um, we're all trying to figure this out together, and many can offer really good quality, sound advice and support. We really have a great opportunity from, to learn from one another during this time. For small business owners specifically, I would suggest be open with your employees, engage with them, ask them how they're doing. Empathy goes a long way in today's world. Um, if you're in the same boat, let them know. And I think that's really where that old adage of, you know, misery loves company, which I recognize is on the negative side of the scale here. Um, it's really just the way of saying knowing someone else is struggling too makes you feel a little bit better. Like, hey, I don't have all the answers, but now I'm realizing no one else does or most people I know don't. Um, it makes me feel less alone. So we're really all in this together. Yes, albeit physically apart, we're really all on the journey together. Thank you, Amy. Sharon, in your experience, what is the biggest misconception about work-life balance? Well, Jim, I love what Amy said. The guilt is real. And um, it certainly is, as, as we try to balance, you know, and, and I like what Amy said as well, because, you know, really there isn't a balance, it's a seesaw, uh, and you can feel very guilty when you're tending to one and in spite of the other. So I really feel that it's important that you feel okay about walking away taking breaks, 
you know, it's okay that you need to go check on your children for their schoolwork, or uh, it's okay that you have a deadline to meet at work. It all does balance out in the end. And to be present in the moment, I love that as well. I mean, I think that's really, really important to be mindful of where you are and give your all to whether it's your employees as a small business owner or to your family. So just don't let all of these challenges that we are undertaking right now give you this feeling that you can't walk away. Uh, there's no reason that you can't take time away. And when you take a vacation and you come back, you feel always refreshed, better, and, and able to give more. So there's no reason why Monday morning can't feel that way if you walk away from it over the weekend. So just find time for yourself, even if it's just a few hours a week. You'll be amazed at how much better you feel and how much more productive you'll be in the long run. Many people avoid going out to dinner or just ordering in dinner to take time for that when work is stressful or overwhelming. It's a vital part of productivity and success to take healthy steps away from work. So get into the proper mindset. It can even accelerate your thinking when you get back into business. Viewing breaks, walks, and lunch, it's productive, and it will help you alleviate some of the stress. And help you with a positive mindset toward balance and well-being. And that's what we really all need right now is that well-being and understanding, and we all are in this together. I couldn't agree more, Sharon. Amy, I'd like to ask you the same. In your experience, what is the biggest misconception about work-life balance? Jim, beyond what I shared uh, a bit earlier around balance being a, a little bit of what I'll call a misnomer, I really like what Sharon shared. It really is self-care. It's most critical in today's world of work. Stress has never been more prevalent. Burnout is a big concern. Mental health in general, uh, as we're all seeing and hearing uh, time and time again, we do all need to take time for ourselves, let go of that guilt. I know I'm guilty of not being able to let go of that guilt um, that we're imposing when we do. Uh, my other comment uh, responding to, to some of what Sharon shared as well in my experience is people who work during vacation or burn the candles at both ends, as they say, miss their child's recital. Back in the day, I, I certainly am going back a bit, it, it somehow showed like a commitment to work. It's like this strange badge of honor, like, oh, look how committed Sally is. She missed her son's big game so she could work on that deliverable. I'd like to think that we've turned the corner to recognize that those times shouldn't be missed. It's no longer considered honorable. As a matter of fact, it's the reverse. So seeing the business owner or the CEO or, or the head of marketing leave at 4 o'clock to go watch their kids' recital, that's now where the money is, and that's what's considered to be more honorable. It shows commitment to what really matters, which in, in all intents and purposes is, is family. Small business owners who exhibit this behavior and show their employees to see that, follow their lead, you're subtly telling them that they can and should bring their whole selves to work, which is another concept that we've heard uh, more recent years as well. All excellent points. Amy, Sharon, and Corinne, thank you so much for the advice you shared with us today. And I want to thank you for listening to HRpreneur. For information to help you navigate these unprecedented times, including FAQs, state and local guidance, forms, policies, checklists, and more, visit adp.com forward slash smallbizcovid19. Thanks again for joining us. Be well.